0: The biggest episode of the year.
1: Yep. And we're an hour late to it. <laughs> this is our WrestleMania. <laughs> yep. hey, this is basically what yeah.
0: happened to WrestleMania this year.
2: How's my how's sound quality? Is it okay? Terrible.
0: It yeah, it's not Terrible. good.
2: Should I just go over to Mike's? Yeah, over just play, play? go over to
0: Mike's. Play.
1: Play. Play. Right. Right. I don't know if my wife I can handle it, but we'll, we'll try.
0: No, 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 no. Oh, you oh. guys are going to share your microphone.
1: Yeah, okay. All right, cool. Tolbert, come on up. Over to the shed, buddy.
2: God damn it.
0: (laughs) It's time. It's time for the biggest episode of $2 Steak of the Year. And this has already started out as the biggest shit show we've ever had here on $2 Steak. Welcome Brilliant. to $2 Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. I am your host, Aaron Varnum. Joining me today, as always, Cookie. Is ready to wrestle. It's, yes, yes we are. Big Mike. Woo! And uh, Tolbert.
2: Well, uh, 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 uh. lightning bolts. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, boys! So this is it. So this is our. Uh, this has become my favorite episode of the year. It is the Halloween Havoc episode. It is an episode where we are going to be talking about multiple uh, matches from Halloween Havoc because they're always so much fun. Uh, But but before we do that, let's talk about our weeks. Cookie, what have you been doing this week? Oh, man, I'm first. Uh, 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 Let's
3: see. Uh, Nothing. I've done nothing at all this week, man. Just gone disc golfing. I know you're going to shit on it, so I don't even need to hear it. That's all I've done this week. Are you
0: getting any better at the disc golf?
3: I am. I finally figured out my timing and my release, and now I'm only eight over par. As opposed to 22 over par.
0: Really? So there is a par system in disc golf.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. Most are par threes, but you can see par fours and par fives.
0: Uh, Tolbert, you feel like you're uh, you're you're here. You're able to to relax a little bit. What what have President, you done this week? Have you been called a Nazi?
2: Um, no. Some guy did tell me to go fuck myself last night, though. Um. <laughs> 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 Why? I said, hey, man, do you have a mask? He's like, yeah. I was like, where is it? He's like, in my pocket. I go, can you put it on? He <laughs> said, no. I was like, "We well, you can get out. <laughs> He's like, so that's, can you go fuck yourself? <laughs> that's basically the same story as last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a continuing theme. But uh, between shifts, uh, I don't know, surfing. Got some beach time in. Got some fishing in. Did some surf fishing. Did you catch catching, anything? Yeah, catching a bunch of Spanish. Um, stuff like that, and get some swell from Hurricane Espelon, Epsilon. Epsilon. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, we're
0: in, like, all the Greek numbers now.
2: Yeah, been a lot. So it's been a good week. Well, I
0: guess Greek letters. Uh, Mike, what have you done this week? Oh, sorry. Mike is responding to a WhatsApp message directed at him. It's probably from his wife. Mike, uh, please get home soon. The babies are killing each other. I need your help. Hurry. (laughs)
1: Uh, not not quite. So, you know, it's it's devolved here this morning afternoon. So we're trying to figure things out. Uh, we're in prime Elliot nap time. <laughs> and normally, typically, he winds down with some Disney Plus movies. And because we're in my shed and because we're trying to do this Zoom and create quality um, audio, I had to text my wife and ask her to kill it. And she said, what the fuck do I do then? <laughs> so,
2: it's like I just asked my wife to kill her show when I was at the house. I was like, you know what? Shut it down. Shut her down. We need Shut all it down. This album.
0: podcast takes precedence.
2: <laughs> yeah, the,
1: the Wi Fi the is not as strong as I would like in the shed, but that's what I was responding to this week. Uh, I'm kind of like Cookie. Haven't really done much. I've been grinding it out and started two classes on Monday. So trying to figure all that out. The one fun thing I did was Ironclad Brewery bought the old Belvedere golf course and they're bringing it back. Yesterday was their first day open for the front nine. So we went out and played it. It's kind of fun.
2: But really? it's Better is, than their beer. Is, is it...
1: the, the beers actually—I <laughs> I don't think that bad. We had three different—we had—we all had three different beers yesterday, and then they also had a homemade seltzer that they're serving, all of which got rave reviews from us. Did
0: you get? Did you get effed up?
1: No. I mean, it's six dollars a beer. You're not going to get oh, effed up. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Too much money.
0: So I, I have been to the mountains this weekend. We are close to Boone. I'm with my girlfriend and we are checking things out. We went out for a beautiful fall drive. We got to see the changing of the leaves here in the mountains on the Blue Ridge Parkway. It's pretty fun. I realized that hiking up the mountains is fun when you're looking at the trail. When you're looking at all of the sights and sounds, you feel like you're going to fall off the mountain and die little bit panic-inducing, but I'm having a good time so far. I do not like driving the Blue Ridge Parkway. It's scary as fuck. Oh, it's amazing. It, it, it's life-affirming. It's one of those, those <laughs> moments where you're like, Jasmine keeps saying, hey, why don't you look at that? I'm like, no, 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 no. Look <laughs> at those cows. I would sure like to look at those cows, but I'm also looking at the road right now, and I'm having a panic attack. Let's get where we're going. It's, Just it's tell her to scary. take the
3: wheel. Tell her to take the wheel and then you can look. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, no. That would give him, I, him even more mental, anxiety.
0: I rented a car.
1: Aaron, have you had to take any anxiety meds while yes. on your vacation? Yes. Is it less than you would normally take during the regular week?
0: No, it's more. Wow.
1: Doesn't sound very relaxing.
0: No, it's, it's, it's just like your vacation last week. We're, we're just vacations are not, not uh, calm-inducing. Uh, vacations are scary.
1: If you had to estimate, how many Xanax would you take if you had three children you were also responsible for?
0: I would drive them off, off of a of a bridge. The viaduct <laughs> would be the scene of a crime. Uh, yeah, it's fun, though. Like, I, I get to check out some cool stuff. Uh, it, it's the mountains, man. I've been to the mountains more in the last two years than I have, I think, in my entire life.
2: Yeah, same we just here. go
0: up for everything now.
1: Uh, the, so that reminds me of a fun little story I didn't get to tell last week. Um, so w- remember when we dropped off that book to Casey, Aaron? Yes. And we we stopped at that that at place McDonald's. in Henderson. Yeah. So uh, we actually pulled off last week at that same um, exit to get gas, go to the bathroom, and that sort of thing. The gas station we stopped at had a big oh. old sign that says. um, bathrooms are out of order please use porta potties so there are two there were two porta potties and can you imagine you know like a shithole gas station how bad their bathrooms are yes imagine their porta potties uh, they were it was the single grossest porta potty i have ever seen in my life um shit piled up to damn near the point where if you had to take a shit you would be squatting not sitting to take a shit because there was a shit mountain inside of it, as well as the y- urinal was um, wedged full of toilet paper and it was on the cusp of overflowing. It ro- reminded me slightly of the actual bus ride back. Oh. Yeah, that's great. But yeah, that so that is my new memory of that exit. No longer meeting a wrestling celebrity, it was the <laughs> disgusting porta potty um, that I had to pee in.
0: so we were going up we drove up and we went to uh we stopped in charlotte like the original plan was to stop in charlotte have you guys ever had korean barbecue
2: oh yeah it's it's amazing
0: so we went to this place in Is charlotte as
2: the grill in the center of the table and everything
0: i uh yeah so i'm gonna get to that all right i got to this place i'm stressed out because i'm driving you know and um one i think Tolbert used my rental car before i did my car just <laughs> smells like straight up weed when i got in the car that's that,
2: that's that new stoner smell no it's it's the kids that uh, they clean the car you know that are like working these shitty jobs he's like probably a year out of high school and he's just cleaning rental cars
0: so i had that i had a tire pressure issue so i've i've, I've been having some some
1: yes the last rental car i had i had tire pressure issues i was like what the What the fuck? It's It's a brand new
0: Hyundai Santa
1: Fe. Mine was a Hyundai Elantra. Yeah, same deal.
0: So I'm I'm driving up. I'm having tire pressure issues. We get to this Korean barbecue place. We are fucking clueless on what to do at this place.
2: I wish I would have been with you, buddy. Ooh, I love it. I know.
0: I you would have helped out. So At two points during the thing, you know, so I'm like taking, taking the helm and I'm like, all right, let's start cooking this shit. So we're throwing the shit on the middle, the middle grill in this thing and we're cooking it. Twice during the thing, I ate raw chicken because I thought the chicken was cooked. <laughs> yeah, that,
1: that, oh. that's a rookie move. Um, when you do Korean or Mongolian barbecue, the key is you want to do one protein because then it all cooks similarly. If you do too many proteins yeah. or too much, then it doesn't cook all the way sometimes.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what happened. And rookie, the, the chicken, the chicken was definitely raw. I ate it twice, and Jasmine looked at me and was just very disappointed in me. So it was thirty dollars a piece, and we 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 go through two rounds. It's all you can eat for two hours. If you sit there for two hours, you get all you can eat. Our waitress kind of just left us to our own devices. And at one point, like Jasmine looked at me and she's like, you're not having a great time. I'm like, no, I'm having a great time. I'm just really fucking hungry. And I'm just eating all the rice (laughs) and the like kimchi trying to get like something going, you know, so I could be satiated. And then I'm like, all right, I'm ready. And Jasmine's like, yeah, I'm ready too. So we pay however much it was. It was a little expensive. And as soon as we left, I pulled into an Arby's, an Arby's and got a chicken bacon Swiss and I was completely fine <laughs> oh. for the rest of the right. drive.
1: So we've established now that anytime Aaron or Cookie goes to the mountains, they need to take Tolbert or I with us with them because they, they we'll just, be your, they're your Sherpa's yeah, your they, they just can't survive. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're they're city folk. They're not used to the, the hardcore that the mountains provides.
0: No, so like if I were to have to like, you know, cook stuff over a fire and all that, I could be fine with that.
1: Then why couldn't you cook over a flat top? <laughs>
0: yeah. Because
1: don't I don't know. Work. Like, it, she keeps... A consistent I, heat source.
0: Yeah, if anything, it's easier. <laughs> I was just... It was so marinated that you can't tell. Like, I can usually look at a piece of chicken... It's a and texture
1: like, thing. It's a feel thing. You you, you you can feel
2: if chicken's raw or not. Oh, uh, it was definitely raw. <laughs> <laughs> the key is, you have to wait till the juices run clear. That's key.
0: Uh, yeah, so, so medium-rare chicken, not as good as... Uh, what it's I thought, be though, as,
2: as long as you
1: cook the outside, you're safe from mm-hmm. salmonella. So, um, Aaron, you yeah. had medium rare chicken, basically. Yes,
0: <laughs> and chicken bacon Swiss, which was not medium rare. It was very tasty. <laughs> <laughs> I like me a good uh, Korean barbecue chicken bacon Swiss and Korean uh, curly fries, which are chef's kiss.
3: So, so is it safe to say that you had the Hershey squirts? I,
0: I, uh, the opposite, actually, when I go traveling, my bowels decide yeah. to revolt.
1: <laughs> Aaron, Aaron gets scared about pooping in foreign places. So yes. he, 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 holds it in, internalizes it. But yeah. The, the so yesterday provided some probiotics.
0: Well, yesterday after our hike, I've been chugging water and, and, uh, I finally felt like I could, you know, release something. It ended up being like, like, you know what a geode is? That like, was like, like a rock. Cons- yeah, it was like the yeah. consistency of my turd yesterday when I finally <laughs> oh, like had when I finally took a dump yesterday. <laughs> Anyways, we're talking about Halloween havoc this week.
2: <laughs> Spoopy. Those were all very scary mountain stories.
0: Yeah. So that, that's about it. So let's talk about some Halloween havoc. We've got three amazing uh, matches this week. I have figured out a way to pirate the network into my system and i'm now able to record professional wrestling directly onto my computer so we have a more variety of what we can watch yes mike
1: well i was gonna say i mean because let's be honest way back when we used to tweet out the links we wanted to make sure we were using publicly available links uh, and then we found out nobody listens to this podcast and nobody watches the matches false
0: false So this thing, the drive, I can now make – if you go into our rundown, anybody who has that link can watch those matches.
1: So we're going to get a cease and desist. Hopefully.
0: No. Hopefully. Hopefully, yes, but no.
1: That that would be good content. So if you're listening to this and you do have curiosity and you don't have the network, please uh, tweet or Instagram message us, and we will send you a direct link to our Google Drive so you can watch these – phenomenal matches. And that's and you know at what? number 2 dollar stake underscore.
0: We found out this week that the uh one of our biggest fans Andy was not able to watch or or listen to a couple episodes cuz he listens to on YouTube for some reason. And then our Podbean was hey, Don't not... don't knock the guy
1: for what he enjoys.
0: <laughs> I know. I, I, we're not now, but like maybe Podbean will kind of get that shit back together and we can finally get Andy back on the 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 wagon with us. Uh so let's talk about some wrestling. Five. All right, for our first matchup, Big Mike, you have got a humdinger between Macho Man Randy Savage and DDP.
1: Oh yeah! All right, we got Randy Savage versus DDP. Halloween Havoc, 1997, October 26, 1997, to be exact. Um. I didn't know what to think going into this. So I I kind of opened the link with an open mind and it cuts right to a Randy Savage promo. And everybody knows, Randy Savage, great promo, right?
0: One of the best of all time.
1: And uh, I will do my terrible Randy Savage while I do this. But one of the opening lines, what I like literally laughed out loud was, let me tell you something so you don't even need to read between the eyes. Did you catch that? Yes. And I laughed out loud because you could tell he just just rolled with it and he was like, whatever. Um, but basically, <laughs> uh, Randy Savage at this point is a member of the NWO. So his promo is in black and white. He's actually um, escorted to the ring, but also in the promo is Miss Elizabeth. Yeah. And at this point, they were divorced, right?
0: Yeah, but I mean, like there was still some like nostalgia for the years between him and Miss Elizabeth.
1: Were, the, were they trying to like, when they were doing that and brought her in and kind of team them back up. I mean, were they trying to like recreate some of that eighties magic they had?
0: Yeah, I think so. But I also, I don't think Miss Elizabeth had really ever been a heel. So I think that it's kind of cool to see her in this heel role for the NWO. All
1: right. So, but in, in, in obviously everybody knows Randy Savage from the slim gyms, right? So at one point he's, he's talking about this do or die match. She's about to have with DDP and he says, you're going to have to snap into it like a slim Jim. That's right. Um, So, you know, you got to get the marketing and commercialization over. Um, Leading into this, they talk about the danger and risk factors are sky high. And I forget what they named the match. It had something to do with Slim Jim. Essentially, it's a last man standing match. But it was like a
0: last man. It was like a sudden death Las Vegas match or something like that.
1: Yeah, but they also like a Slim Jim sudden death Las Vegas. So there's no DQ, no count out. Only way to win. Your opponent can't answer the ten count. Um, and it, like you know, right when the the uh, it opens to the, the the ring and arena, you see that the posts are slim gyms. Yes, I got a I got a little chuckle out of that. Um, also, leading into this match, both wrestlers apparently have injuries, so they – They've been having this back and forth. I'm not really sure what Randy's injury was. I, th- I mean, he was playing to the back, so I think it was something with that. DDP clearly rib injury. Yeah, um, he's wrapped up. He's got broken ribs, and everybody who's ever had broken ribs knows it's hard as hell to wrestle. I can't. Yes. Well, it's hard as hell. It's hard as hell to live with broken ribs. I can't mm-hmm. imagine wrestling with broken ribs. Just <laughs> breathing. So DDT or DDP um, is is really kind of going to be the baby face in this. I mean, obviously Randy's the heel. DDP, was he ever a heel? Uh,
0: like his, his – yes. So, so DDP's actually got a pretty interesting story. He started off as just a manager for professional wrestling and uh, was not ever like a good guy. He had like a, a diamond stable of, of the diamond studs and stuff like that. But then he decided to kind of learn how to wrestle. And then, like, in his early 30s, late 20s, became a professional wrestler really late in the game. Started off as a heel, started getting over as he kind of changed up his gimmick a little bit, kind of became a man of the people. And then that's when people started, like, really getting behind DDP, kind of becoming like a workhorse of WCW.
1: Yeah, so DDP, uh, I mean, well, Randy's clearly over because he's Randy Savage. And DDP is over. Cause he's DDP. Like like you said, he's the man of the people. Um, the match starts, it's just some, you know, kind of generic wrestling, um, nothing too flashy or anything like that. Uh, about halfway in in, and the the commentators, which are Tony Schiavone, Schiavone, whatever it is, Schiavone, uh, dusty Rhodes, And then some other guy, uh,
0: I don't remember who the other person was because I was so enamored by Dusty Rhodes' commentary.
1: Dusty Rhodes, greatest of all time, one of them. He, he, he,
0: and I, I wrote down some of my favorite lines, and we'll get to them here in a little bit.
1: I, I, and I have a couple too, but I think, not that I know anything about wrestling, but I feel like Jericho is leading this Lawler or Dusty kind of career path, right? so you know he's been amazing in the ring for decades kind of transitions and weaves in and out of the commentator role and then i feel like jericho will eventually just be a pure commentator
0: and he'll Um, be amazing at it
1: yeah yeah, and just just like dusty Rhodes is um so halfway through you know the the commentators are talking about how you know both guys are probably scared to take it outside the ring because they're both injured and the, the risks involved with that but um the dudes eventually work their way into the crowd, and the crowd's pretty hot. Um, it's in Paradise, Nevada. I don't know how close that is to Las Vegas, but it's clearly a raucous crowd. Yeah. Um, what I what I chuckle out of it is they're in the crowd. They're surround the fans surrounding them. The camera guys trying to move people. The cord pullers trying to move people. Security's trying to move people. They can't move anybody. At one point, one of the crowd guys is like. Woo! takes his shirt off, tries yes. to throw it to the crowd, realizes nobody gives a shit about his shirt. Yes. So he just keeps it in his hand. And then Randy Savage at one point yells at the crowd, get out of my way. <laughs> um, they, were trying to, they were trying to get back to the ring. Um,
0: when, when they're out in the crowd, uh, Dusty has this line that says, they out amongst them now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they out amongst them. Which obviously you know, paints a good picture great job by dusty on commentary uh they get back to the ring a little bit they head back outside the ring to tombstone city all right so they have tombstones it's halloween havoc so they have tombstones set up all around the the entranceway. and uh ddp you know throws randy into a couple of them slams him onto a couple more at one point he grabs a tombstone and hits randy savage in the head with it and dusty Rhodes is losing his mind. He <laughs> wobble-legged him. He wobble-legged him in only the way Dusty Rhodes with his little lisp could could spell out. And it is – he is a giddy child. He, he is wobble-legged
0: so, him. Did he wobble-leg him? I like this.
1: <laughs> he is – It's like a guy who just enjoys wrestling, watching wrestling and talking about it. It's like when we get together and watch a pay-per-view, like we're just like BSing back and forth. Dusty is not trying to get anybody over. He's just showing his pure excitement for what he's witnessing. And it's amazing. Um, Aaron, I'm sure you appreciated this. At one point they're working their way back to the ring. Um, Savage throws DDP in to the ring and he steals a camera from a cameraman, proceeds to choke the cameraman out.
0: Yeah, which was uh Jim Crockett's brother.
1: Brother. Okay, so I they said it was like Bobby Crockett or something. I didn't know his relation to the Crockett family because I mean, what was their relation what was WCW's relationship with Crockett after they sold?
0: So, after they sold, there was no really relationship at all. And I he was just a cameraman for Jim Crockett Promotions for a bunch of years and they said that you've got experience, let's let him do it.
1: Okay, so Randy gets the camera, and um, after he chokes the cameraman unconscious, good, great sell by the uh, the Crockett guy. Yeah, um, goes in to to smash DDP over the head with it, but DDP gets his legs up, kicks the camera into Randy's face, and uh, I forget who was which commentator was talking about. How expensive was that?
0: That was a hundred grand plus, is what Tony Schiavone said.
1: What do you think it was actually hundred grand plus? Fuck no.
0: Hey, I okay, mean it yeah, was probably expensive. It
1: was uh, Well the camera the camera looked like like looked like one of those ones you're like, all right, we got we got we got this spot. Let's just give him let's just give him this camera. Yeah. Um, so you know, the both men are just kind of laying there. The referee is like doesn't know what just happened. Miss Elizabeth comes out with a glass waitress. Um, Trey smashes the referee from behind. He's knocked out. She then proceeds to choke DDP out with the camera cord. And if you don't know, those XLR cords, they, they got some sturdiness to them, right? Yes, I mean they definitely they're, do. they're copper wire, they're rubber uh, lined. And so, you know, you can get some grip and you can get some pull. Who's the lady that comes out and confronts Miss Elizabeth while she's choking oh, that's
0: out? Oh, that's Kim. That is Kim Page, who is a hot, hot mama. That was DDP's wife at the time. She wife? Uh wife? Yeah, 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 for real. Kimberly Page was his wife.
1: Are they not together now?
0: Uh, no longer, no.
1: <laughs> Sad. Um, she was so, kind
0: of notorious as a swinger backstage.
1: What? Well, I would hope that they were both swingers then because if not, she's just a slew. <laughs> we,
0: we don't slut shame here on $2. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
1: either way, she comes out, she gets handfuls of Miss Elizabeth's hair, drags her to the back. New referee, which I think is Randy Anderson, right?
0: Uh, no, the one that came out was old Kenny Powers, I think. Maybe.
1: Okay. Yeah, uh, well, Patrick. Nick Patrick. He comes out and, you know – Oh, by the way, while the women are catfighting, Dusty, again, in his giddy self, goes,
0: catfight! 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 <laughs> <Yes. laughs>
1: which it wasn't really a catfight. It was just like her grabbing Elizabeth's hair and dragging her to the back. But, right. again – Pure enjoyment out of dusty roads, and and it's so much more fun to watch a match when either the crowd or the commentators are enjoying it genuinely. Yes, um, a little more wrestling ensues. Uh, uh, we get so this is where you know Randy's kind of selling the back. Um, he goes up, tries to do his like patented elbow drop, doesn't land all of it. You could tell he, he didn't really have the push um, as those of us who. Um, have had back pain can attest it's sometimes hard to get that drive so he he misses misses on the one sets up for the other lands it really big and then um what fast forward a little bit more ddp goes or reverses i think randy was going for some kind of movie reverses it swings randy into the ref another ref bump and hits his patented diamond cutter that's right um and they're—I mean, both men are just gassed at this point because you know DDP has taken two elbow drops to the broken ribs. Again, it's so hard to do anything with broken ribs. I can't imagine taking because those ace bandages those don't, those don't do anything. Um, and so you know DDP just can't breathe. He, he's, he's out of it. Hits the diamond cutter. Thinks he's going to win, right? Because you know who who gets up from the diamond cutter? Nobody. But the referee's out, and so um, we're you know we're, we're waiting for another referee to come into the ring the the third referee and the medical staff kind of come in and uh, long story short Randy distracts the referee and Sting walks out with a bat.
0: I'm not and sure they, if to, that was Sting or not, Mike. Uh
1: I'm not sure either, but the commentators originally thought it was the original Sting Hits DDP with the bat into the ribs. Again, excruciating pain. Um, after As he's walking away, the commentators then start speculating, is that the real sting? Uh, we don't get an answer, at least during the match. And obviously, you know, two Randy Savage elbow drops and a sting baseball bat to the chest. Like, you, you got broken ribs. You're not getting up from that. So Randy ends up winning by count out um, and Spo- goes – Spoiler
0: alert, becomes, later on – you find out that was actually Hollywood Hulk Hogan.
1: Okay.
3: Of course it was.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, he's got to get over, right? Right. But, uh, yeah, that was that was the match. Two ultimate greats going after it. The wrestling in the, in the match wasn't, you know, great. Randy was, you know, nearing the end of his career, and DDP, you know, was on the up and up a little bit. But it was kind of that 90s style, just kind of ground and pound with a little bit of, Uh, action involved overall i enjoyed it i think i enjoyed it more because dusty really loved it yeah um
0: it was entertaining and it told a story a good story
1: it told a story it didn't you know didn't go through highs and lows like some matches but you know it was it was entertaining um it didn't feel like 24 minutes or whatever however long the entire clip was so all in all win-win
0: Mike, what you got to say about some uh, social media this week?
1: Social media, Twitter, we are hovering still at 301. Um, Aaron had an amazing ass tweet. It was National Ass Day or something like that. Aaron, can you you walk us through, one, how you found out it was Ass Day, two, how you created and came up with that amazing tweet, Um, and then I'll go
0: yeah, so this week, uh, National Ass Day, I saw it was trending on Twitter, had no clue what National Ass Day was, but I decided that we could probably make this a professional wrestling thing. I looked up some gifts, found a GIF of uh, one uh, Kip Sop, who is known as Mr. Ass, looking at one Sonny Kiss, who was twerking. And then MJF in the background. So I said it was – how did I word it, Mike? It was Mr. Ass looking at an ass with an asshole in the background?
1: Uh, yeah, it was something like that. Got over. I mean, we had 393 impressions. Aaron tagged enough stuff to get it going a little bit. 109 media reviews. That's pretty great. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, we got a couple clicks. So good stuff there. I also live tweeted and fact-checked. the second presidential debate um
0: (laughs) very professional wrestling
1: yeah yeah so i didn't um i didn't tag anything so we didn't get a lot of traction on that which means we also didn't lose a lot of viewers the one the couple we were up to like 305 this week but i think it's because the ass tweets then had sex bots come and tag our and follow us for a little bit because they thought you know we might fall for the sex bot game um, being that we were kind of sewers of national last day. Yes. Um, they have since dropped off. So we're hovering at three Oh one. All in all, I think it was a s- successful week on Twitter. I didn't tweet every day, but we got something out most days.
0: Uh, I'm looking at you right now, staring you straight in the face. And that, that little boy sitting right beside you is so excited for you to actually talk about Instagram <laughs> this week. Can you Instagram do you this happened? week?
1: Instagram this week, we had three posts, I believe, from yes. Tolbert. One of which was the Freddy Krueger in Japan. Yes. Uh, I had also tweeted that out. We've got the an amazing screenshot from Tolbert's match coming up later today <laughs> of one of the nasty boys and a jack lantern That's me yes.
2: every Halloween when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> uh,
1: and then we have tra- Travis's Halloween Havoc $2 steak special, which, again – I love the fact that we have somebody as professional as Travis yep. who is a follower and listener to our podcast who sends us so much amazing free content because um, it really ups our, our level. If yes. we didn't have him, we would just be four dudes with a wrestling podcast, just like everybody else.
0: Yeah. So on, also on Friday, I, I would like to shout out Travis. I had to come up with a graphic using Adobe illustrator, which is a very graphic artist thing for my master's class i had no clue how to make a venn diagram in it so i called him no no it's it's a lot more complicated than you think so i called him at like five o'clock frantically uh this was thursday night excuse me i'm like hey travis can you uh facetime with me and let's talk about how to make this so like he helped walk me through how to make a venn diagram uh i started doing it it looked good and then, like, two minutes later, he sends me this amazing Venn diagram. He's like, that's for the next lesson. And I'm like, fuck you, dude. I can never do that. Like, I hate that you're a graphic designer and you're really good. So, thank you, Travis, for helping me out with that.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, you
2: know, you thought it was really hard. He threw it together in, like, like two minutes probably.
0: Two minutes at t- tops.
2: We also got to interact with our friend Danhausen Allison this week as well, which is kind of fun. How, how so? Uh, I tweeted out a picture of him that we covered one of his matches and – that uh, he's now on a $2 stake radar. We appreciate his work. And uh, he responded, shared us on his story as well, gave us a little shout-out. Uh, yeah, Dan Housen, he's a, he's a top-notch guy. He's an we old We like that soul. Dan
0: Housen.
1: <laughs> we do enjoy the Dan Housen. Um, he's, his story is actually a, a decent little follow on Instagram. I don't know how to do the Instagram very well, but I do know if you click on the – His Instagram is really fun. If you click on the little circle thing, it, it shows their story. So good little story there. Uh, But that's social media. Don't be afraid to follow us at number two dollar stake underscore on Instagram and Twitter. Again, you'll get to see some of our fun uh, wrestling related and non wrestling related shenanigans. And you know, you can DM us and don't be afraid to DM us and tell us how much you hate Aaron and his inability to post podcasts to YouTube.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much, Mike. No hits and shits.
1: No, we got some hits and shits this week.
0: All right, let's 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 hear them.
1: All right, it's home warranties. Boys, I know <laughs> Cookie's not in a place to buy a house, and that's okay, Cookie. But when you do, um, make sure the seller throws in a home warranty. Um, Aaron, do you have a home warranty?
0: I do. I think it might have just expired. I might renew it.
1: <laughs> did you use it for your a, uh, AC when it went out? Yes, yes, I did. Yeah, so I have used in a – not quite abused, but they're probably going to kick me off <laughs> soon because through the last two years, I have gotten a free hot water—not free because you do got to pay a little copay when they come. It's like a hundred bucks. Water, that's all it is. Hundred bucks. I've gotten a hot water tank, a new garbage disposal. They fixed my dishwasher, and boys, I'm getting a brand new fridge. I'm so excited. Home warranties kick ass, and you know why? <laughs> they also kick ass. I'm getting a brand new fridge, and that means I'm getting a brand new beer fridge uh, for the shed. So I'm Nice. I, so, well, I'm thinking. I have a. When I moved into my house, Aaron and my our other friend Matt bought me a beer fridge. It's a little mini fridge. It is a Hello Kitty beer fridge. <laughs> pink. Yeah, pink Hello Kitty. Big old Hello Kitty. Um, I did um adjust the graphic a little bit just to add two little lines so it looks like Hello Kitty is flicking you off. <laughs> but um, I need to figure out what to do with the Hello Kitty beer fridge. So, I don't know, if I, I want to keep it in the group or in, in our kind of something. I want to be, be related to it in some way. So, I don't know if we want to give it away from to a podcast listener or what. But it is, uh, I, we needed to find something interesting to do with said Hello Kitty beer fridge.
0: All right. We'll think about it.
1: All right. So, that's, that's – go ahead, Cookie.
3: Mike, I got an idea, man. We can put the yeah. – we can wager the Hello Kitty fridge in the Titans versus Steelers game
1: tonight no see this has <laughs> sentimental and monetary value greater than five dollars and we all know that i don't make bets more than five dollars
3: that's, that's, right. fair. that's fair that's
1: right um, uh, unless it's our friend brooks who's a complete idiot and th- thought that tennessee was gonna be ranked higher than ohio state at the end of the college football season but i yeah. knew that that was just him giving me 25 dollars so i totally took that bet otherwise i bet a lot but i don't bet a lot
0: yeah, that was, I, even when, when, when that bet was made, I even said something like "Brooks said, it's not smart. That's
1: not smart. <laughs> When I agree to a bet more than $5 in less than a, a second, like, you know, you fucked up. Yes. All right. But anyway, that's hits this week. Home warranties. Go ahead and get you one when you buy a house. Um, because it's, for me, it's been totally worth it. Cause I also have a 32 year old HVAC unit that I know is going to die eventually. Ah. All right, shits this week. My back. Oh my god! <laughs> You're such I've been an getting. Old man. I'm, dude. Once, cookie, get ready because once you cross that cross that thirty year old threshold, you start falling apart. And Damn. I, out of this week, I didn't really do anything out of my ordinary. It might have been because I was going to the gym and getting yacked, and I just, you know, pulling those hundred pound dumbbells up to the seated bench so I can do some chest press. Might have, might have done it, but. All I know is the saying, you know, strong back, weak mind. As I've been growing my mind, I think my back is slowly dwindling away. Um, it's, it's not good. I, I, I went golfing yesterday, and I played terribly because I was adamant I was going to golf regardless of how bad my back felt. Um, and I'm paying for it today. There you go, Mike. So, uh, Big
0: Mike's back. You've made Big Mike's shitless.
2: Got to get that man some CBD.
1: All right. And continuing this – diatribe that is my uh, audio blog uh, my body boys apparently I have high blood pressure now and it might be because I'm so angry at everything that's going on in the world it might be that Aaron and Tolbert seem to somehow always inconvenience me on Sundays um, but yeah I, I apparently my heart is about to explode Um, so I have decided to get on some high blood pressure medication for hopefully the short term. Um, but again, as you cross this 30 year old threshold, you, uh, you tend to fall apart and, um, hopefully, you know, I continue to fall apart for many more years, but, um, apparently my doctor's not too impressed with my high score on my blood pressure.
0: I'll be finding out this week. I, I, I got my blood taken on Wednesday. And you remember six months ago, my doctor was like, you were doing so great in quarantine. Everything's going down. Your weight's going down, your yep. blood pressure, your cholesterol. Uh, this week, I think it's going to be a stark contrast to what happened six months ago. And I think that I, I too, will be having to put blood pressure on Big mics.
1: shit list. <laughs> All right, Aaron, week three of natural deodorant. How did it do with the hike?
0: So I uh, I think that it, it it's done really well this week. Uh, Jasmine has not seemed to smell me. Smell test. Actually pretty good today. So so All right.
3: one so more we're
1: gonna, week. we're gonna go no, we're gonna go ahead and just take it off the shit list okay. radar for now. All right. Uh, but it is always a shitless honorable mention if and when you need to bring it up.
0: Yes, thank you.
1: Thank you. All right, that's hits and shits and social media this week.
0: All right, for the strong style cookie, your Halloween Havoc match of the week is how the network described it as the faces of fear against the four horsemen because, you know... The network will not say who is in the Four Horsemen at the time. Cookie, tell me about your match.
3: So I have, uh, I guess the Four Horsemen they're considering are Mongo and Deborah. Yes. And Benoit and Woman. Yeah, that's right. Yes, Uh, seeing Benoit with Woman, extremely uncomfortable.
0: Yes. Uh,
3: Terrifying if you ask me. But anyway, I'll go on to Ming and the Barbarian. Because these are these guys are interesting. So I was curious about how much of a badass Ming was. Yes. I looked at a list. I just looked them up. I just said, "How much of a badass is Ming?" And the list that I saw was unbelievable. Ming pulled out a guy's two bottom front teeth <laughs> because of a bar fight. Yeah. That's fucking that is how do you you pull someone's teeth out by your bare hands? That's yeah. terrifying.
0: I think he also pulled somebody's eyeball out at some point.
3: That was my next example. He pulled, he popped the guy's eye out of his socket because he kicked dirt on on someone who was working like on the streets or something like that. Yeah. Popped the dude's eyeball out. Terrifying. Bischoff and Greg Gagne were so afraid of him, they didn't want to fire him from WCW.
0: <laughs> you, you got a job. <laughs> you got it.
3: They, dude. <laughs> he had job security at WCW
0: i I would not want to like like fuck with that guy at all
3: dude he was he was spooky, he is perfect for this Halloween havoc episode
0: yeah, and barbarian, not a slouch at all either no i no. I have met the barbarian on multiple occasions he like my first run of my professional wrestling show, he was a part of the first extended storyline that we had, and uh, the very first episode of my show we had a a promo with him. And there is a great story of we're at a an armory, right? And, and Barbarian is there putting on his face paint. And somebody that I know walked into the bathroom, and he just did a bump of something, and he was ready to go. Like, Barbarian was about to kill somebody in the ring, son. He was awesome.
3: Dude, I, like – On a side note, I just saw uh, Halloween Resurrection last night. I don't know if you guys remember that movie. It was a horrible rendition of the Halloween movies, but still. like Michael Myers is a huge man, and he crushed someone's skull with his bare hands.
1: Yeah, in uh, Halloween 2, he actually gouges a guy's eye out in the opening scene when he's in the, uh, the ambulance. He shoves his thumb through the guy's eye. So that's probably what Ming did to that other dude.
3: Exactly. I was gonna say he's probably a Michael Myers fan, and like he is just Michael Myers reincarnated. That is Ming.
0: Just I, a serious I could see that, yes.
3: Anyway, so we got a lot of spooky people in my match, and Mongo's wrestling instincts are spooky, so this is just a match made in heaven right now.
0: Steve Mongo McMichael, uh, Mike, do you know anything about Steve Mongo McMichael before his wrestling career?
1: Absolutely nothing.
0: He was awesome. a part of the Chicago Bears, and he was one of the best pass rushers in professional football. He is an awesome, awesome football player. Yes. Not an awesome professional wrestler.
3: Jim Cornette, I heard him talk about Mongo. He said, Mongo has happy feet. And yes. And I completely agree because he cannot – he does not have balance and coordination enough to wrestle. It's – kind of shocking for a football player
0: but when when you think about it like when you when you learn um when you a defensive lineman offensive lineman you were always taught to chop your feet on contact oh, yeah. and there is a lot of chopping of feet in football there, it is a way yeah. to gain momentum and stuff like that and and keep going forward i think that that there was kind of hard to to not I mean, to forget that in professional yeah. wrestling, it's all about being smooth.
1: Once you get to that level, like, it's so ingrained in your body mechanics, um, especially as a defensive lineman because your, your, whole got, your whole job is to get your weight and momentum going forward and driving into another man. So, yes. yeah, to, okay. to set it up into a wrestling thing, I, I don't think is probably – I mean, I think that's probably why he didn't transition very well.
0: That I will sense. say, Cookie, I was kind of impressed with him in this match.
3: I was, I was as well. And then on that note, let's get to my countdown.
0: Cookies, top four, number one. All right.
3: So the beginning of this match starts with just Ming and Mongo and Michael just going at it, shoulder tackles, back and forth. And Ming is not a small guy, he's equally as tall and equally as big as Mongo. So seeing Ming get taken off of his feet by the equally large former defensive end mongo like ming is built like a fucking linebacker anyway so it, it doesn't make it, it doesn't make it less astonishing to see ming get taken off of his feet
0: i loved him. it man and that final shoulder block to get ming off his feet that explosion was yeah. great
3: yes it was it was it was good it was good storytelling and and dude just see like i said just seeing these two ham just go at it fucking it, it was just unreal um but let's get to my next one. Number two. Sumo wrestling tactics in WCW. I can't make this shit up. That's, that's all. I, I'll move on from that. I've seen Mongo matches before, and it never fails. Mongo flat backs, and he, he does a couple barrel rolls and just starts chopping, chop blocking everybody in sight. Right. It just, just taking everybody's knees out.
0: Ming looked so great during that spot. It was like another test of strength between the two. Ming got into a sumo position, started yes. doing the 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 sumo hands. And I, I will tell you, Mongo McMichael sold it like a champ.
3: He, he no, he really did. And my question is, are are the Barbarian and Ming, are they related and are they part of the we family?
0: They are not. They they are from Tonga.
3: Oh, they really are from Tonga. The Isle of
0: Tonga, yes.
3: Oh, okay. I did not know that. Okay. Well, that makes sense then. Well, let's go to the next one.
0: Number three.
3: The Barbarian. First off, his moves, like, the way he does his moves are just effortless. He's just that strong. He goes to the top rope with Benoit and throws him over his head. Literally three-fourths across the ring. Dude across the on top of the top rope
0: i I have in my notes that belly to belly throw was absolutely amazing in that match. Barbarian threw him almost from uh one corner to the other yes like i th-
3: I thought Benoit's leg was going to hit the turnbuckle across the ring that's how unreal that was I don't know, but um. Then the Benoit, go figure with this. He does the – he gets hit with the double CTE special. Yes. I mean the double headbutt, of course. Uh, And if you think I should feel bad about saying double CTE special, you can come off of it because Harley Race and the Dynamite Kid have both been on record and said that you need to stop doing flying headbutts.
0: It's a bad move.
3: It's a horrible move to do, and I don't even need to get into it. You obviously know why. But – I'm going to go into my honorable mentions next. Okay. This is my favorite part of the whole match, I think. The brain on commentary.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I felt so uncomfortable.
3: It was so funny, though. He was talking about Mongo's first, one of the first things he said, he talks about Mongo's Halliburton case, briefcase. And he said, yeah, that thing's loaded. It'll part your head as good as a shovel will. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it damn sure will. And as a matter of fact, Dusty Rhodes on commentary, equally gold anytime he talks, you know, sometimes he, he made some type of statement and it was about the dungeon of doom being at ringside. And he said, Shivani just tries to move the conversation forward, but Dusty didn't appreciate that. He said, okay, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't answer me then. Don't, don't answer my thought. And he said, well, that was a good thought, And I
0: figured you should answer me. <laughs> <laughs> he demanded that respect. And and at one point Dusty says after the uh sumo wrestling uh spot in the match he said, "Yeah, take that sushi back home."
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Jesus. that's that's not the only thing that's not the only thing that was a little controversial the brain on commentary again i don't know what possessed him but ming says this and he looks into the camera while he says it he says bula bula don't know what the fuck that means no i also don't know why shivani asked dusty roads in the brain if they spoke tonganese <laughs> dusty doesn't even speak english the brain the brain says yeah i speak tonganese he said, Bula Bula, that's the really fat lady that makes the huts. <laughs> oh, my
0: God. Uh, also, uh, Dusty said there was, a, um, there was a, a nice chop block in the match from, from Steve Mongo McMichael, and Dusty said, it's like a mad dog chasing a car the wrong way. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but I, I really enjoyed it. I swear I don't know
3: what half of the things I – don't, I don't know what Dusty's saying half of the time, but it makes me laugh. He's, he's just so pure. He is, he is hilarious on the mic.
0: Absolutely one of my favorite things to – like, but like we, we've talked about commentary, commentator teams in the past. We really like Jesse the Body Ventura. We think he's great. Yeah. But, like, there is something about Dusty that is just so stinking good.
3: It is. It's the, it's, it might, it's the lisp and the lack of English. Yeah. I think the <laughs> of the two is just a perfect combination for wrestling commentary. Take that
0: sushi back home.
3: Oh my God. Okay. Last honorable mention is Ming's hair. That's the closest thing you will see to a black mullet. That's, that's right. It is beautiful though. It is a Ming, beautiful hair.
0: Ming has got beautiful, beautiful hair, long locks.
3: Yes, that is head and shoulders before Troy Polamalu. That's right. Fuck the Steelers. Anyway, we'll go to my hey, we
1: winning seven-nothing. I just <laughs> want to point that out.
3: Fuck you. All right, very last one, Aaron, number four. Number four. Okay, Jesus. Okay, the very last one's gold, too. So the faces of fear, they hit the suplex-splash combo that looked really cool. Well, Mongo, he's – his big ass just runs around the ring and pulls Benoit out from under Ming because he's getting pinned and then he takes the Halliburton case case, briefcase and walks Ming over the head with it to which Shivani goes oh my, you could ring my bell (laughs) and I immediately just had that song stuck in my head.
0: You can ring my bell (laughs) ring my bell, my bell
3: Oh, my God. At this point, I wanted the match to be over because I was laughing way too hard. And, it, of course, it did. Benoit hits the CTA, CTE maker, whatever the fuck it's called, the diving headbutt. He pins Ming. Chaos ensues. The big boss man shows up. Jimmy Hart is jumping around. Sullivan broke out of the nut house. And I noticed Tony made a comment. He said, Benoit looks just like a Wolverine. That's right. I, I heard that, too. And it dawned on me, this is the birth of the Rabbit Wolverine. Christmas
0: the Wolverine birthed here at WCW Halloween Havoc.
3: Yes. And you know what? I really didn't think I would like this match, Aaron. I really didn't. I, I thought it was going to be really cringy, and I was just going to shit on it. But, and well, hold on, real quick. The most cringy award goes to Kevin Sullivan, because at the end of the match, he stares down at woman, and he just starts unbuttoning his shirt. Yeah. And then he says, I'll show you why I'm still the man. Yeah. Hella creepy. And he just starts beating Chris Benoit's ass. But it's the perfect bit of spoopiness for our Halloween Havoc episode.
0: That's right, baby.
3: And Aaron, this match gets five cookies, and it's our golden cookie of the year.
0: I 100%. I am so surprised about that. There was also one spot, do you remember in the match, and I, I literally, I jumped out of my seat when I saw it. It is Benoit going off the ropes, and it's a double-team maneuver by the Faces of Fear. One of, uh, Ming throws him up for a back body drop. And yes. then he is caught midair into a power bomb, and it yes. is, Fucking amazing
3: it is he almost lost it but he nailed benoit with that power bomb.
0: it was so good like everything about it like they are a awesome tag team the faces of fear
3: yeah and that's why i didn't want you to cut this match off early because i wouldn't have gotten to witness the very end of it the chaos and all that stuff right it just made it it came full circle great match the dungeon of doom are fucking scary individuals fucking phenomenal man
0: all right, well, I am glad that you got to see that. Hopefully in the future now that we're able to to, to kind of get and pick and choose what we like, we'll see some faces of fear in the future. We a man. All right, for the final Halloween Havoc match of the evening, we have got another humdinger of a tag team match. Tobert, you have got one nasty boys against uh, Bunkhouse Bunk and uh, Bunkhouse
2: Bunk and the one and only the great Terry Funk. Oh. Yes, and uh, we have some common themes in all of our matches. Where uh, Tony Schiavone's own commentary, he starts off with an interview with uh, Tommy the Hitman Hearns. <laughs> that and... was awful, by the way. <laughs> I, I,
0: I just wanted you to get a taste of that. I, I when I started ro- rolling, I was like, "Oh my God, Tommy Hearns sounds absolutely." He's like, strong. there's a, a
2: lot of animosity in the locker room and
0: so boys uh if if you're you're not familiar with tommy hearns he used to be a professional boxer and uh he got hit one too many times in the head and his interview portion was absolutely not english
2: <laughs> yes. uh-huh. so uh, that that kicks off uh and then we get a little uh, vignette if you will of dusty Rhodes, uh, another common theme and he has teamed up with the na- Nasty Boys, the American Dream. The Nasty Boys, they're unstoppable. <laughs> and he, he's uh, giving them a pep talk in what looks like the Foot Clan dungeon out of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The first, <laughs> the first one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is very suiting for that's where you think the Nasty Boys would be hanging out. Um, I think they're actually the baby faces in this match. They've done a little turn yes. and they've teamed up with Dusty, and the crowd fucking loves them. Cool. Loves them. Crowd's completely behind them. So their opponents, Bunkhouse, uh, you got Terry Funk, of course. And Ming's in the picture as well. Uh, so Ming is kind of the enforcer of this group. Uh, yes. Colonel Ro- Robert Parker has assembled his stud stable, the stable of studs. And they've been feuding all week where it started off with um, – the stud stable attacking the nasty boys backstage in the locker room. Well, they had to retaliate and it went on and on leading up to this Halloween havoc. And here we go. So nasty boys come out. I mean, excuse me, bunkhouse and Terry come out to, to booze and they look a little uh, disorganized if you ask me, and maybe this is a little foreshadowing for the whole match. Uh, the nasty boys, they come out huge applause. Uh, he is carrying a o' lantern as you see on an Instagram and behind him is a tag team partner with Beavis and Butthead Mask. <laughs> <laughs> it is great. Uh, very appropriate for the time period as well. It is Halloween after all. Can we so. just talk
0: about how trashy the Nasty Boys were? Like, I don't know <laughs> how they were ever, like, a thing.
2: Uh, they definitely look like the kids that would be out, like, toilet toilet papering houses and, like, throwing eggs and, like, I don't know, doing whippets and <laughs>
0: Tober, Tober. when I saw the Nasty Boys, I really thought that they were
2: probably your childhood heroes. I used to love them, man. <laughs> Me and my brother both did. Oh, uh, they—they were so fun. They were so fun. And and it was nasty. Just, it was just punk rock. So uh, we start off with uh, the Nasty Boys are pumping up a crowd. He places this jack-o'-lantern in the corner, so it, it's ominous and foreboding. Check off you know jack-o'-lantern. Something? Yes, you know something's going to happen with that. Um, so, I, I forget the nasty boys' names. I know it's, uh, it's uh, was it Staggs and Perry? Are their last names, it's, I, uh, I believe? It's,
0: it's ho- Nobbs. Nobbs, right? yes, yes,
2: yes, yes. Yeah, anyway, so uh, he goes he goes to throw the Beavis and Butthead mask into the crowd, and we see the, the most terrible throw uh, for the first one. The second one, he sends off them to the stands, a little souvenir for the fans. But we start off with just a pure brawl, of course. Uh, these guys have been going on all week and we see bunkhouse and terry kind of get tangled up but it starts off with terry he gets blinded by his poncho <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the way he sells sells it, he flops it in his face it's a beautiful little move he gets tangled up with bunkhouse and they ended up rolling outside of the ring and fighting starting to fight each other because they've both been blinded by poncho and they're so ripping and ready to go uh, colonel parker has to come over and rein it in and say hey boys Stop it. And he said, Terry, your match is up there in the ring. Get <laughs> on up there. Which uh, Terry seemed to forget uh, the whole match <laughs> because, of course, Terry Funk spent most of it outside of the ring. All right. So, literally two minutes in, we have a legendary uh, funk flop, I would say, yes. <laughs> where he takes a haymaker from one of the nasties. He does this beautiful twirl and he flops. Through the ropes, just the way he does it, so perfectly through the ropes. And not even two seconds of hitting the floor, he grabs a chair, and he's tossing it all around, threatening to throw it. Yeah. (laughs) The crowd is uh, terrified. So Terry finally gets back to the ring. We, uh, We get the first Nasty Boy armpit spots. And uh, he gets Irish whipped in the corner. His tag team, the Nasty's tag team partner is waiting, arm up, face right in the armpit. And Terry says, damn you, (laughs) you son of a bitch. (laughs) He sells it so well. (laughs) He's so mad. He's so mad. So the Nasties clearly have the upper hand. They're an experienced tag team. Bunkhouse and Terry, obviously, they, they just can't get a flow going. They're not working well together because they get tangled up again. In now, the do corner.
0: Tolbert, do you think that, that the nasty boys are, are, do you think they use natural deodorant?
2: I think they use no deodorant. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think they're covered in, in, in PBR and, uh, and stale camel smoke. I don't know. That's the kind of aroma you would think they put off. I don't know. Uh, pretty clean cuts, though, I have to say. Some pretty clean, like, mullet buzzes going on there with them. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so Bunkhouse and Terry get tangled up. We get kind of like a reverse Bronco Buster where Terry's sitting on top of Bunkhouse in the corner <laughs> and the Nasties are just pounding them, And these guys just, just can't win. Um, Terry rolls out of the ring and responds to this by grabbing a chair and just hitting himself in the head over and over and over <laughs> he's just bashing himself in the head he does probably it at like least 30 times 15 yeah i was gonna say 15 probably more and uh then he just gets this psychotic rage look and he almost goes in on the crowd the crowd's like bring it on
0: Tolbert!" i would like to point something out yes if you were not paying attention closely to who was in the crowd did you notice anybody special
2: well i noticed there was a sad looking hulk hogan (laughs) cosplayer in the crowd
0: in that crowd no lie tolbert there is sting without face paint sitting
2: with a flat top yes (laughs) so i was rewound i was like was that sting i was like no it's i thought it was another cosplayer guy kind of like the hogan hogan guy tolbert
0: he was sitting beside muhammad ali
2: Jesus Christ, I didn't notice Muhammad Ali. I'm going to go rewatch this. sitting
0: beside Muhammad Ali.
2: So I did notice this guy. He, he, he's dark and mysterious. He's got the glasses on and the flat top, and, and he's sitting there in the crowd. Yeah, it, it is wonderful. And this is while Terry's hitting himself in the head, um, going in on the crowd because he's just furious of what's going on. So we finally get back uh, to the ring. And actually, right before this, I can't fail to mention this. So why Terry's flopping around? One of the nasties goes after him to get him back in the ring and finish the match. Right? Bunkhouse grabs a bull rope and wraps it around his neck, and one of the nasty boys spits one of the biggest nastiest loogies into the crowd as he jerks him back so bad that the whole audience reacts to this and you just hear a collective just oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you see everyone in the front three rows just like jump two feet back it was it was gross. It reminded me, I've actually been to a punk rock show. It was my first concert ever. It was the casualties in the Dropkick Murphys, and the casualties were on. First concert ever, I walk in, first song, the bass player spits straight up into the air, and it just lands on my and my buddy's shoulder, like right in between us. It kind of reminded me of that. So maybe he got that move from watching the Nasty Boys growing up. That's I don't probably know. probably it. So we finally get back to the ring. Uh, in the chaos we get a little ref distraction and we get a trip up from uh, uh, from bunkhouse and we get a little interaction from the colonel as well so this distracts the ref one time as he's distracted we get a double distraction from bunkhouse and he's loading up his glove and he's going to punch him in the face and end it with a foreign object but the ref catches it and says hey man what you got going on? Why are you hiding, hiding your hand behind your back, dude? That's not cool. And so during the second ref distraction, the Nasty Boys get the upper hand where he ends up punching his teammate in the face. They set up the pumpkin and finish Terry Funk off with his own move. Powell driver onto the pumpkin. And the Nastys get the pin. One, two, three. Beautiful match. This was the chef kiss all the way. Did You you enjoyed it, I take it. Oh, it's, this match is amazing. It's probably my favorite Halloween having match you've given me.
0: I, I, I had so much fun. <laughs> watch, so I, I was last week when I was picking the matches, we had just finished up last week's episode and I turn it on and I'm like, all right, nasty boys with bunkhouse and Terry, I'll give it a, I'll, I'll give it a gander. I turned it on and I had more fun watching that match. It, and it, it was just a special and fun professional wrestling match. It was completely ridiculous. Everything you know who really enjoyed fun. it?
2: Say what the, now? You know who really enjoyed it was the lady in yellow, the blonde lady, yes. ringside. Yes. He was screaming the whole time and trying to fight Terry. And when he got Pile drived into that pumpkin, you could hear her screaming over the whole crowd. It was <laughs> insane. She went wild when that pumpkin exploded. Um, that's a great visual as well, uh, Terry going in. So, we'll get um, to the haiku here?
0: Yeah, let's hear the haiku.
2: All right. The Nasties have tricks. Terry and Bunkhouse have treats. Terry gets the gorge. <laughs>
0: <laughs> very, very good. Uh, good matchup. Hey, uh, Tolbert, can you let me talk to that um, actual – the, the brand-new co-host that's making his debut on yeah, they $2 Yeah, debut on
2: the Say hey to the crowd, Hudson.
0: Hudson, how do you like to be on professional wrestling? Hudson, make him talk and pinch him or something, Mike.
1: I can't make him talk. He doesn't have any words.
2: Yeah, he, Pull his he, string.
0: Pull the string. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Make him take another uh, Matchbox card back bump. <laughs> All right.
0: Well, the world's toughest baby is here. We have to watch some football. It is Sunday afternoon. $2 steak. Halloween Havoc Edition. Thank you for uh, once again listening to $2 Steak. And tune in next time for $2 Steak, a professional wrestling podcast.